for your love. Welcome to the funk capital of the world. You cannot even imagine what I got in store for you, girl. So I begin to fantasize what it would be like to get a demonstration of you. That's that new Bootsy. That's from the Funk Capital of the World album. That's the Munchies. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mac Lessons Radio Show. My name is Mr. Tariq Elite, also known as Tariq Nasheed. A lot of you players out there, you, you want to get motivated. You want to grind. You want to do some fly things. You want to get your, your money right. You want to get your career on. You want to do something constructive. You want to step to that dime you've been wanting to step to. But you don't know how to motivate yourself. You don't know how to jumpstart your grind. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you 10 quick tips on what you need to do to jumpstart your grind. Now, number one, what you need to do if you're trying to achieve anything, if you're trying to get your grind on, what you need to do is research what you're trying to achieve. You need to become knowledgeable of what you're trying to do. That's first and foremost. Because a lot of people start doing stuff or want to get into, want to get into something and don't know the ins and outs of it. And if you don't know the ins and outs of it, you're going to be destined to fail. And then when you start failing, you're going to be looking down at yourself, which you should not. You just need to do more research about what you're trying to do. For example, let's say a person who says they want to get into real estate. And if you go try to buy some houses and flip them and you don't know the ins and outs of the game, you're going to get um, disappointed because you didn't take the time out to research the ins and outs of that part of the game. So always research what you want to achieve. That's number one. Now, number two. Do not be afraid to fail. And that should be a given. But the thing is, a lot of us, a lot of people don't get on their grind. A lot of people are stagnant when it comes to getting their grind on because they're afraid that they're going to fail. You're afraid to spit at that female because you you think you're going to get dissed. You're afraid to go to get that job because you're afraid that they're not going to hire you. You always, that, that fear of failure is the worst type of fear. Because that stops a lot of folks from trying. So whatever you do, get the fear of failure out of your repertoire. Now, number three, stop comparing yourself to other people. A lot of us beat ourselves up because we see one of our peers doing something that we want to do. Or we see not even our peers. We just see somebody 
in a distance doing something that we want to do and then we compare ourselves to it and we're like damn this person is doing this and I'm on this level fuck what's wrong with me in many cases nothing is wrong with you but these people have a different journey their journey is not going to be your journey sometimes you don't need to be at a certain level yet because your mind might not be ready for that level just like with this Jeff Carroll asshole that came to my lecture. This nigga's a bum ass because he's just not verbally and mentally ready to be on my level in the game. For example, I'm just using myself as an example and there are a million examples. Just like a kid who wants to, if a kid looks at TV and sees LeBron James, he's like, shit, I can play ball. I can be the next LeBron James. But the thing is, he knows how to play ball, but he doesn't have the discipline to be a team player. So being the next LeBron might not be right for him at that moment. That's just a, a basic example. So just do not compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to yourself. Grow from where you were last time. Grow from where you were yesterday. Grow from where you were a year ago. Compare yourself to yourself. Now, number four which is very important in jumpstarting your grind you need to get a positive mind frame in the morning at the beginning of every day you need to get into a positive mind frame and I always talk about this a lot of people get into a negative mind frame because they get online the first thing people do when they go to work or go to school or get in their car or wake up they they go online and they see some negative nonsense they go see some bullshit on world star they go read some crazy nonsense on media takeout which you should never do and i've talked about this a million times on the show back in the day and sometimes i still do this early in the morning i get up and i, I make a, a a point to put up a positive affirmation just to send that positive energy out there so always try to look for some type of positive affirmation some type of positive energy at the beginning of the day that has a, a real strong effect on the way your day goes if you start off on a high note that'll mellow everything out for the rest of the day very important trust me on that one now number five you need to remember the things you were successful in that's going to help you jumpstart your grind because it shows you and it reminds you that you have been successful in certain things before. A lot of people get into the, the failure groove. They get, they get so used to failing, they expect failure all the time. But you have to start remembering there are some things that you were successful in. Everybody has had some type of success. I don't give a damn how bad luck of a person you may think you are everybody has had some form of success in some areas of life so remind yourself of those successes and try to relive that figure out what you did to be successful and carry that on until your next thing you're trying to achieve and I am being very general here because I want this to apply to different things it can apply to relationships education job it can apply to all types of people activity now number six which is one of my favorites you gotta take time or make time for complete silence in your life it's very important that you get some quiet time and I talked about this before 
See, the only time a lot of people get any kind of quiet time is when they're asleep. And you need quiet time without the sleep. You need quiet time to think. A lot of times, man, people can't really get their think on because they have all this crazy stuff going on around their homes, around their family. There's always some kind of commotion. And you never have a chance to really think out certain things. Being in silence and thinking is a very powerful thing. You got to get away from the music for a minute. You got to turn the TV on mute for a minute and get into yourself and reflect. Some people call it meditating. I just call it thinking. So you got to make some quiet time for yourself to think. Now, number seven, what you need to do is block out all types of media scare tactics. Because the media will scare you. The media is designed to scare people. And when you're scared, you are debilitated. And that stops you from your hustling. That stops you from your grind. You look at TV, they scare the hell out of you. Don't go outside, you get raped. Don't go out of the country, there's war. Don't go over here, they're going to get you. Don't go over there because they have smallpox. Don't go over there because they got bird flu. Don't do this. Stay where you are. It's that type of scare tactic that they use to keep you debilitated. Don't go for that. Don't fall for that. Understand it what it is and understand it for what it is and play past that and go do you and go get what you need to get and go hustle up on what you need to hustle up on. Now, number eight. Think of doing things in a way that other people have not thought of. A lot of times, man, what you do, people will follow the same broken patterns that other people's have, people have failed in. You see people who have not really achieved anything and you're following their patterns. Or even people who have achieved certain things. Just because uh, people have achieved certain things, that doesn't mean you have to do it. Which you can do it, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. That's not the only way. You can think outside of the box and try things a different way. Try things that work for you. You can reinvent the wheel, so to speak. So try to think of things in a way that other people have not thought of. Now, number nine, do not pile too much on when it comes to getting your grind on. A lot of people will create a hundred goals at once. And if you do that, That's going to debilitate you because you're going to look at it like, oh, my God, I got a whole lot to do. Then you're going to really start procrastinating. So what you do, you start small. Start with two or three goals. Knock those out. Add on four or five more. Knock those out. Don't pile on too much to the point where it will scare you from doing it. Take it one bit at a time. And the last and final one, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to jumpstart your grind, what you need to do is write down every detail of your plan. Now, that sounds simple, but a lot of people don't do that. For example, if you want to buy a car, if you say, well, my my goal is to buy me a new car, what you need to do is write down how the hell you're going to do it. Because a lot of people will start wishing and praying But if you just sit up and plan it out, you can make it happen. 
you can say, look, this is what I'm going to do. Every paycheck, I'm going to save 50 bucks. I'm going to save that shit up for about six months. Then on the side, I'm going to sell these little sacks. Then I'm going to cut grass. I'm going to donate blood every weekend. You just write everything out, plan it out, execute it, and you'll get your new ride. Even if you want to start a business, say, look, I want to start a um, a catering business. You write down everything you need to do to start it. Don't wish, don't hope, don't pray. Just say, look, every week I'm going to save my little money, save this amount, X amount, X amount, X amount. Then I'm going to go find a, a, a facility. I'm going to rent it out for $1,000 a month. Then I'm going to go down to Home Depot, hire me some illegal day laborers to paint it. I mean, you can just write all this shit out and execute it and you'll be surprised how you will get stuff done just by planning it. People don't plan stuff, surprisingly, but they wish for things to pop off. If you plan some shit, it will get knocked out. Trust me on that one. What it is, man. C-Shop. Hey, I gotta let y'all know, man. I'm a million dollar man. Uh, like, like that movie on Million Dollar Baby. I'm a million dollar man. So, um, I can't mess with y'all thousandaires. You get it? <laughs> yeah. What I want to talk about on today's show is putting yourself on. A lot of people want to know how to get put on. How to become successful at something. Everybody wants to get put on. Hey, man, I want to get down. I want to be put on. Let me put on some more Mackin. Let me put on some a little slower so I can really get into my, my Mackin. Let me find me a, a slow jam so I can spit some of this hot greasy. But like I said, man, hold on. Where's my music? There we go. There we go. I can't lose with this. I Like I said, man, a lot of people want to get put on, but they don't know how to get put on. They want other people to put them on. So what I want to talk to you about is putting yourself on, how to put yourself on. The thing about putting yourself on is that, first of all, you have to deserve or believe that you deserve to be put on. You have to believe that you should be put on. You have to believe that you should be successful. The problem is, you know what, we wait on other people oftentimes to to make us successful and we have to learn how to create our own success. See, we wait for other people to give us approval. If you know you hot, you just got to keep campaigning. If you know in your heart that what you're doing is hot, you're a good writer. If you know that you are a good actor, if you know that you are a good rapper, if you know that you are a good singer, if you know in your heart that you you have skills and that your shit is hot, you keep campaigning and you create entities for yourself. Now, the operative thing to remember is that you're hot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think that they're hot and they're really not hot. If you sound like a motherfucker like this. Yeah, yeah. You might see me all blue, all red, every day, every day. I'm 50 Tyson. I'm from Northside Zone, 20 CD Minnesota. That's where I'm from. And I've been back. I've been back. I put it on for my city like. Yeah, if you sound like that, you need to go ahead and sit your ass down. So you do have to be objective. But in your heart of hearts, some people who are hot at what they do, they know that they're hot. Deep in your heart, you know that you're hot. Some people are disillusioned, but deep down, people who are hot, they know that they're hot. And if you know that you're hot, again, what you need to do is learn 
how to create your own success. A lot of times we wait on approval for people who are really power tripping in many cases, or sometimes they just don't have the same vision as we do. So we wait on certain people to give us approval to let us know that we're hot or to validate our hotness. You don't need nobody to validate your shit. You just keep pushing and campaigning and doing you. The thing is, we do cater to people who have menial positions of power. You have some people like people at record labels. You have sports agents. You have TV agents. You have book agents. People like this who we look for to give us approval, to give us the green light. And a lot of times these people in these little menial positions, sometimes they're power tripping. Sometimes they, again, they don't have the same vision as you. A lot of times their decision doesn't dictate what's hot or not. Because sometimes if you find out you go around these people and you connect directly with the audience, the audience will love what you have to offer or the general public will love what you have to offer. Our problem is we get stuck dealing with these middlemen assholes. We got to start going around the middleman asshole because the middleman asshole, no telling what's going on with them, be it positive or negative. Sometimes they might have a positive agenda, but their agenda is not your agenda. Sometimes they just might be on some bullshit. I know a lot of people who try to get into the record industry and they have to deal with a lot of these power tripping A&R people. And these A&R people really don't know shit for the most part. You go around them and you connect with the audience. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience that when I started writing books back in the late 90s, those were the brown nosing years. Back in those days, all the Captain Saber, whole kiss ass, men are from Mars, women are from Venus books were out. So a lot of the major publishers, they weren't about to sign a book like The Art of Mackin. So I went with a smaller company who had a direct link to the, the mass audience. And then it took off from there. So we don't wait on people to let us know that our shit is hot. We don't need nobody's approval. You know that your shit is hot. And if you deal with these middlemen people, a lot of times we have to deal with people like that. If you're working a job, if you work for somebody, you have to deal with people like that. And my thing about having a job or dealing with middlemen, the good thing about them is that you can learn certain parts of the inside game from them. So what I'm saying is if you work in a job somewhere, you learn game from that and then you go put yourself on. For example, if you want to get into the music industry, you chop up game with one of these little asshole middlemen and get your foot in the door as an intern or something, learn the game, and then you figure out how to market yourself and put yourself on that way. And this, and I'm using the music industry as an example because a lot of people want to get put onto the music industry, but this goes across the board. This goes all the way across the board, and I'm telling you from firsthand experience. When I did my first book, The Art of Mackin, it sold 250,000 copies. So a lot of major publishers started to contact me to do book deals. And I signed with a couple of them. And the thing is, I wasn't content with just signing on them, signing with them. I wanted to learn the game from these people. 
I wanted to find out what the game was. I wanted to find out how to edit books, how to market books. And also they were trying to learn game from me as well. They were learning the game from me. They were learning how to market the books on a street level because they were like, how the hell did this nigga sell all these books without no big old marketing plan? So we were learning the game from each other. But that's what you got to do. And once I learned the game, I learned how to sell and market my own books even better. I learned how to edit my books and make them more crisp. Even when I was doing television stuff, and still when I do it, I look at the behind the scenes stuff. I look at the way they shoot things. I look at the way they edit things. I look at the way they cast things. And I use that for my own projects now. So people, you got to start learning the game so you can put yourself on. When you think about asking somebody to put you on, that's cool to a certain degree. But always think in these terms, people. Always ask yourself this. The person I want to put me on, what are they doing that I cannot do myself? Always ask yourself that question. The cat that I'm asking to put me on, what is this dude doing or what is this chick doing that I can't do for myself? What he, What is he doing that I can't make happen myself? Once you find the answer out to that, you do it your goddamn self. Like with my lectures, I would go through um, colleges and schools and I would go through the learning annex to do lectures and the learning annex I talked about this on my Ustream show for those who don't know the learning annex it's this lecture organization and they do studies and and they have speakers and they do it online now but the learning annex they used to rent out facilities and have speakers come and do classes and teach certain things I mean they would teach everything and they would publish the events in their newspaper they had a free newspaper that they distributed and they would let people know who's who's going to come and speak. So I did some things with them and they were kind of jerking me a little bit about the money because I would draw on these crowds and they weren't giving me my, my rifle cut. So I start thinking, what are they doing that I cannot do? All they're doing is getting a facility and marketing me. That's all they're doing and getting damn all my fucking money. So I said to myself, okay, damn, I can do that. And that's what I start doing. That's why I go around the country now. I, I get my own facilities and I market my own thing. And people come out and we have a good ass time. I don't wait on nobody's approval. I don't wait on anybody to put me on because there's lecture bureaus and they have certain speakers and they call me all the time and they try to get me to sell myself to them. But I'm like, if you're calling me, hell, holler at me when you want to do business. I'm not trying to convince you to fuck with me because I'm already out here doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the game and I want everybody to start thinking like that I put myself on so if you want to do business that's cool but I'm going to still put myself on and you still need to put yourself on and this goes with everything you do if you want to open up a hair salon or a barber shop you holler at the dude in the neighborhood that's doing that see what this dude is doing, see what kind of money he raised, see how he got his money and and chop up game with him and then you do it yourself. A chop up game with that hood rat that has a nail salon down in um, um, 
Liberty City, Miami somewhere and find out what she did to get her money stacked up. And you do the same thing she did. Soak that game up. And again, like I say, I'm I'm telling you this from experience. I do this all the time. Whenever I'm on a set somewhere, I'm looking at all the behind the scenes technical stuff. I'm looking at what the cats are doing off camera. See, the thing, especially with black folks, black folks, we love being in front of the camera. We don't give a shit about nothing but being in front of the camera. We want to be the center of attention. Damn that. I have no problem falling back in the background where the money is. I can lay back and get some money off in the cut. So we have to start thinking in in those terms. So like I said, man, we we got to start getting around people who are doing what we want to do. Chopping up game with them, learning the game from them, and start putting ourselves on. Again, if you want to get into the music industry, you want to be an R&B singer, you want to be a record exec, go ahead and do that intern. I know that may sound cliche, but those interns, you might have to get your free work on. A lot of folks want a million dollars out the gate. A lot of cats look at videos and shit, and you want to get paid right away. Damn that. Go ahead and get your free work on. You're not going to get paid right away. With I, When I did the Art of Mac, I didn't get a lot of money from that book right away because I was going through some legal stuff with the, the initial publisher. But I got my foot in the door. Then I started getting those big six-figure book deals because I learned the game. And again, if you want to be an actor or an actress, you got to start hollering at some of these independent filmmakers and getting your foot in the door with them doing a couple of free shoots so you can get your name in the internet movie database so you can get your resume built up so you can go ahead and do the big things. You got to get that experience. You got to learn how to be in front of a camera and how to move and how to motivate and, and how to make those connections. It's all a learning experience. Now, don't keep doing shit for free now. You don't want to keep doing free shit forever because I don't do free shit for nothing. I do my free shows, but a lot of times when folks want me to come to do free lectures, damn that. I ain't doing a free lecture for shit, especially at a black school. Y'all know how I feel about that. Even to this day, even though people out there, y'all know how I feel about doing free lectures at black schools. Motherfuckers still call me up every blue moon. Hey, hey, brother, assalamualaikum, brother. Um, Can you come donate your time? Y'all know how I feel about that. I'm not donating no time, especially to a black school when y'all give Waka Flocka and Gucci Mane $10,000, $20,000 to come to the, the school and do a show. Damn that. But I digress. But like I said, whatever you want to do, Be around people who's doing it. Learn the game and do it for yourself. If you're a good writer, learn the game. Learn how to holler at the distributors and get your books out there to the public. Learn how to connect with the audience. Learn how to connect to the general public. Damn these middlemen. Put yourself on. If you want to be a a top-notch hairdresser in your city, find out what the people like. Find out how to connect with the, the general public. Want to be an author? Find out what your audience is and connect with them and you'll you'll find a way to distribute your stuff with them or your stuff to them. That's what it's all about. Put yourself on. Learn the game. Put yourself on.
gotta let this one ride. We gotta let it ride. Is it Shout out to Nick Ashford. I can't tell no more. to Nick Ashford. From the legendary group Ashford and Simpson. We gotta bump that, it seems to hang on. We gotta bump that Ashford and Simpson for a minute. You gotta put your skates on. Sing it, Nick. Oh, I had to bump that one. What's up? Welcome to the Mac Lessons Radio Show. My name is Mr. Tariq Ali. Had to give a little shout out to the brother Nick Ashford. The brother just passed recently. So we just want to do a little something for him real quick. Hold on, this is the jam. Hold on. Oh, we gotta let it ride. And wait, 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 wait. We can't let it ride without putting on the jam jam by Ashford and Simpson. We can't let it ride without this one. Oh, we can't let it ride without putting solid on. Oh, let's get the activator. Let's get the Jericho a bag. To Nick Ashford, man. Nick Ashford of Ashford and Simpson passed away a few days ago. The brother was 70 years old. I didn't know the brother was that old. But they've been around for a minute. Ashford and Simpson have been around for a minute, man. So just want to give a shout out to them. Anyway, I'm glad to have everybody tuning into the show. We're going to have some people calling into today's show. We're going to be having a good time. We're going to have fun today. But, you know, today's show, I want to talk about displaying your talents. Displaying your talents. That's what I want to talk about. At my lecture in Charlotte, there was a gentleman who got up. He asked a a very interesting question. And a few of my cats on Facebook, they were kind of beating up on the guy about his question. They were like, oh, this guy asked a business question and he was just messing up the whole vibe. And I know the guy was not messing up the vibe. I welcome everybody's questions. I don't want anybody to feel like they cannot ask the question at my lectures. If you guys come to my lectures, you can ask me anything you want to ask. A lot of cats got ruffled in Charlotte because there were dudes getting up kind of asking about doing some business. They were like, hey, Tariq, I want to hire you for this. And hey, Tariq, I got a business idea. And they were like, well, shit, y'all should holler at Tariq privately about that. But I didn't mind. But the gentleman asked a very good question. And I didn't give a chance to give him a good answer because I was rushing, you know, you know we were going over the time. But it was a brother, he um, he does mixtapes. I think he does video blogging. It was something with music videos, something to that effect. And he wanted to know how to get his, um, his services, his video blogging or his video editing um, services out there. He does like video mixtapes or something like that. I forgot exactly what it was. But he was asking me how to get his foot in the door, how to get himself out there because he's having a hard time getting on, getting people to know about his products. And cats were kind of getting a little antsy with him at the lecture. So I just I, I kind of let the brother sit down, but I know he's listening now. Shout out to the brother who was listening down Lopez. Shout out to the cat listening. And for anybody who wants to get on, there's a lot of people out there who want to get into the music industry. A lot of people want to become designers a lot of people who want to get into certain types of businesses and you want to get your foot in the door 
And I say to you, man, you should learn how to start displaying your talent. You just got to start putting your stuff out there. See, a lot of times, man, what people will do, they will wait on somebody to discover them. And that's a mistake. A lot of times, man, we wait on people to get our stuff and take it to the masses. We get we wait on somebody to market us and package us and give us a big check. And sometimes you just can't get down like that, man. You got to display whatever talent you have. Just just like with a lot of rappers, a lot of rappers they'll hang out at a concert and wait on Waka Flocka or wait on Wayne, Lil Wayne or um, Birdman or somebody and give them a demo tape and hopefully they'll put them on. I mean, that's one way to do it. But that's not the best way to do it. The best way to do anything to get on is to display whatever talent you have. That's give your information out there. Give your shit out there for free. At first, man, you're going to have to put your shit out there for free and let people know what you're about and let people know how thorough you are. See, a lot of people want to hold on because you, you, what you have, you're like, what I have is valuable and I can get paid for it. So let me hold out until I get a big check. But the thing is, it's a catch 22 because you want to hold on to it, but don't nobody know about it yet. So you got to advertise yourself and you advertise yourself by giving out your shit for free. And that's on every level, on the legit level and the underground level. Like a good drug dealer, they have to give out some of their shit for free. To get people hooked on it at least. But you got to give your stuff out there for free. Don't be afraid to give it out there for free. Because if you're not a one trick pony. You will get put on. People will come back. If you have more to offer you're good. A lot of people are one trick ponies. They have one flash in the pan idea. And that's what they have. And they got to hold on to that. and, And market that one little thing. But if you're not a flash in the pan type of cat, you can keep putting out stuff and keep producing stuff and give it away until it's time to get that check. People will start coming to you. And when you get a fan base or when you get an audience or when you get a consumer base and when you get people used to um, consuming what you have, people will eventually start paying for that. And then the big money people will start looking for you when you get a market for whatever you have. Just like with with mixtapes, a lot of rappers, man, they got on by putting out mixtapes first. You put out a lot of hot mixtapes, get those mixtapes hot, promote them, get them out there, let everybody know who you are, and then the labels start hollering at you. That's what 50 Cent did. 50 Cent put out all those mixtapes, they were hot, and then everybody, there was a bidding war for him, just like Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj did the same thing. She put out a bunch of mixtapes, she was hot, she did a um, a lot of YouTube videos, she got herself in the game. People started to know about her. My man Mano, Mano put out a bunch of mixtapes, DVDs, put his face out there, then the brother got a deal. Avion Crockett, great great comedian Afion he does a lot of well he used to do a lot of skits on YouTube and they were elaborate skits this guy would just use his own money do these skits do these impersonations because you know he was on Wild and Out but when Wild and Out went off the air he kept his face out there still he stayed relevant that's what you gotta do you don't sit around waiting on that phone to call wait on the phone to ring Afion Crockett start doing those skits 
The skits were funny. They were hilarious. Now the brother has a show on Fox. You got to make yourself relevant. You got to keep putting that game out there. Display your talent. Let people know what you can do. Just like with the Mac Lessons radio show, man. People would always say to me when I started doing the show, man, we can market this. You can do... uh, um, You can charge everybody for all these shows. Uh, I get a lot of consumer groups wanting me to um, market all the shows and charge people a monthly fee. But I can give out the free shows because there's more game where that comes from. And then people will want to come to the lectures. Then people will want to buy the DVDs. If they see what I give out for free... You can just imagine the good game that's going to be on the DVD. You can be you can just imagine what the good game will be when y'all come see me live. You can imagine what the good game is going to be when I do a pay-per-view special. So I don't have to nickel and dime all the time. I have enough confidence in the game that I'm going to be all right and people will buy what they need to buy. So when I do put out a product to buy people to get it, I can put out more pay-per-view specials than I do. Because people ask me when the next pay-per-view special is. That's how good they are. Like the pay-per-view special that we have up now, I think this is the first one for the year. I think this is the first one for this whole year. I know Sex Magic was the last one. I'm not sure when I put up... I think I put up Sex Magic last year. I'm not sure. But I haven't done a pay-per-view special in a long time. So the, the new special, Marriage, Mackin, and Monogamy... That's the first pay-per-view special in a long time, and people, you will definitely enjoy that. But my point is, don't be afraid, and don't be so money-hungry where you can't put out your information and your game for free. If you design clothes, you send them shits to, to people who go to clubs, try to send them to celebrities, get your stuff out there, and let people know what you're rocking with. Then go to the trade shows. That's why they have the magic show. If you have a product, you have a clothing line, you got to hit up them trade shows, give out some of your stuff for free, let everybody know how you rock with it. Send your stuff to celebrities for free. If you have a barber shop, if you just open up a shop in a new city, don't nobody know what your skills are, put out flyers where you're giving free haircuts on a certain day. On one day only, everybody gets free haircuts. They ain't got nothing to lose, so they come on down, show how show people how thorough you are. Bam, you got good customers now. So sometimes you ain't got to just be penny pinching all the time. Don't be afraid to give your stuff out there for free. Display your talent. Let everybody know how you rock. Did the remix. Just a different day. Out here trying to get it, get it, each and every way. Wait, mama need a house, house. Baby need some shoes, okay. shoes. Times are getting hard, hard. Okay. Guess what I'ma do? I'm on South Beach with that top off. Bad bitch and her ass off. Something out of that catalog. She introduced to that lock y'all. And I think her name was Lisa. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mac Lessons Radio Show. And I'm your gracious host. My name is Mr. Tariq Elite Nasheed. I want to talk about facing your fears. I want to talk about overcoming fears, facing your fears. Because I've been getting a lot of people 
stepping in me saying, well, Tariq, I have problems stepping to women because I'm fearful. I have a fear, I have a fear of rejection. I'm, I'm scared. And I want to get into that. I want to help people tackle those fears very quickly so you can step to women and not just women. So you can do whatever you want to do. But we're we're making this applicable to stepping to women. Now, first of all, the thing you need to know about fear, there's only two natural fears that we have as human beings. Fear is a very unnatural thing to have. Fear is a is a learned behavior. And like I said, there's only two natural fears that human beings have. That's the fear of falling and that's the fear of loud noises. All other fears are learned. We learn them as we get older and not learn. We're taught fears. Let me change that. We're taught these fears because, you know, as kids, as children, we're not fearful of too many things. We can walk outside. We can climb on cabinets and we make friends with other kids. You notice if you get a bunch of small children in a room, five minutes later, everybody be playing with each other. Everybody's cool. Everybody's chopping it up with each other. There's no social fear. They're like, look, I like you. You cool. You like me. Well, let's go play with this fucking SpongeBob doll. Everything is cool. But the thing is, as we get older, we're taught to be cautious of certain things and rightfully so, because, you know, if you're a kid and you're just fearless, you, you end up hurting yourself. You walk outside and walk down. I, as a kid, I used to wander outside all the time. I walk around Detroit and my mom then would have to literally call the police for them to find me. I walk out the fucking house and be stepping. I could have gotten kidnapped or whatever, but I used to do that shit as a kid, like at two or three years old. All the time, my mother used to tell me, I don't remember it, but my mother would tell me this. And they would have to go down to the Detroit Police Department, and I'm sitting up there eating a goddamn ice cream cone. Because I don't want it out the house. Or my uncle's house, wherever I was staying when my mom was at work. But the point is, man, as children, we have... A fearlessness and it needs to be checked so our, our parents tell us don't touch that you'll burn yourself don't climb on that you'll hurt yourself don't don't go out here you get lost so we're taught to be cautious of certain things and after a while that caution turns into fear especially with the media the media puts a lot of fear in the hearts of people they always tell people watch out for this watch out for this new disease that's coming watch out for this new virus that's coming Watch out for this. Watch out for that. We're, we're just taught to be fearful of so many things. So a lot of fear that we have now is social. We have a lot of social fear right now. And the thing is, we have to take five basic steps to overcome this social fear that we've accumulated. Now, number one, the first step to overcome social fear is to understand that social fear is absolutely normal. If you have social fear, don't feel like the odd man out. Because the thing is, if we feel like we're we're outsiders, if we feel like the odd man out, that fucks with our self-esteem. We feel like we're just totally different and not worthy to be accepted. And social fear is normal. So start there first. Understand completely that social fear is completely normal. That's number one. Number two, you have to identify exactly what you're afraid of. You have to identify exactly what you're fearful of. And don't use no bullshit smoke screens. See, a lot of us go out and we'll use smoke screens to be afraid of. We'll say some shit like, well, I don't want to talk to this girl because she looked like she only dates ballers. And that's a smoke screen. 
what you're really covering up is the fact that you're insecure about your financial status. So you have to be honest with yourself about that. If you're insecure about that and you have a fear that people might not like you because of your financial status, step your financial game up. And understand that it, even if you had your financial game up, you're still going to have to have a crisp, a crisp mouthpiece. Cats with papers still have to know how to spit. I just did a show the other day. I, I did a taping for a TV show called The Millionaire Matchmaker. And, um, you know, they have these rich guys that they match them up with attractive women. And they brought me in as the expert to give pep talks to um, some of the millionaires. And I was talking to some of these dudes, these millionaires, and these guys' self-esteem is crushed. They don't know how to spit worth a damn. And I don't say that in a negative way, but you still need that social training, no matter how much money you have. So get over that shit about getting a whole bunch of money and that's going to be the answer to all your problems you're still going to have to have a a tight mouthpiece and again like i said you need to identify exactly what you're afraid of now number three you have to start popping your own collar now when i say that i mean a lot of times when you um you go out and you date or you go out into the dating arena and you go out to the clubs you start giving yourself negative affirmations. You start saying to yourself, well, damn, my gear might not be as tight as it should be. I hope these women like me. I hope these women don't diss me. You start thinking negative. You stop that shit right there and start popping your collar, meaning start looking at all the positive attributes that you have going on and focus on them immediately. So when you start thinking negative thoughts about yourself, stop yourself and start thinking of all the fly shit you got going on right now. Like, look, hell, my shoes are tight. I got a fresh-ass haircut. I got a fly-ass suit on. My conversation skills are impeccable. Start popping your collar. Start looking at yourself in a fly way. That will help alleviate a lot of the fear that you have. Because a lot of fear is like a fear of the unknown. We create our own fear. So you pop your collar to stop creating that fear. Now, number four, if you want to learn how to take control of the fear factor that dwindles into your mind every now and then, you have to understand that the way other people feel is not personal to you. A real big thing that we have is that people are going to see us and judge us and criticize us. We're going to get out here and people are not going to like us for who we are. Most of the time, the stuff people have going on when they're out there in the dating arena, it has nothing to do with you. If you meet a woman who's an asshole, she's an asshole because of something totally different. It ain't got nothing to do with you. That woman will probably be an asshole with about 95% of the people she interacts with. Y'all stop taking everything people do personally. If you meet a woman, she seems cool, but all of a sudden she flakes out. Now you're fearful fearful that she's dissing you because of something you did. Man, 90% of the time, a woman like that has a dude or some shit popped up in her life that's preventing her from stepping to you correctly. You have to look at it from that perspective. So don't internalize things that other people do because I promise you that shit ain't personal. Stop personalizing it. That's a big mistake that a lot of people make. Now, last but not least, number five, you have to understand that failure and criticism is not the end of the world. 
That's the biggest fear that people have. The fear of failure, the biggest fear they have is the fear of criticism. We feel like if we do something, people are going to look at us negative. They're going to criticize us. My thing is, so the hell what? So what they criticize you? That is not the end of the world. Say somebody don't like you. Say somebody does diss you. Dust your fucking collars off. Dust your shoulders off. And charge that to the game. So what they do that? That's not the end of the world. Everybody's going to get dissed every now and then. Everybody will not be accepted no matter what you do. You can be a damn saint and people will not accept what you do. That comes with the territory. You have to appreciate yourself and not worry about somebody else accepting you or not. One big fear that people have is the peer, the fear, the fear of public speaking. A lot of people are terrified to speak in public. And people ask me all the time, well, how do you speak in public so comfortably? My thing is... I do it because I don't care if people like what I say or not. I know that sounds kind of cold. The thing is, I'm going to go up there and speak my life. It's my life I'm talking about. And if a motherfucker don't like that, well, so be it. It's my life. I like what the hell I'm talking about. And you have to have that same mentality when you're out here spitting at the club, at the bar. You have to be like, look. The game I'm spitting is tight. Now, if this chick can appreciate that, that's cool. If she ain't feeling this hot fucking fire I'm spitting, that's on her. I'm going to enjoy this game I'm spitting. I'm going to enjoy myself regardless. So when you guys take on that ideology and that mentality, you guys will be better off in life. You'll be better off with your game. All right, y'all, that's been today's Yes, indeed. Welcome to another episode of the Mac Lessons Radio Show. And my name is Mr. Tariq Elite. But today's topic is called the power of decisiveness. And this is very important, the power of decisiveness. The secret ingredient to having game, all my players and playettes out there, is decisiveness that's the secret ingredient that's a very important element to having game being decisive you see when when you're indecisive indecisiveness holds you back it keeps you in the loser zone it keeps you idle an idle mind is very 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 detrimental to your well-being and the thing is most people they play it safe by remaining idle And that's all idleness is. It's a safety zone. That's all indecisiveness is. It's a safety zone. Because a lot of people don't want to take the risk of making a decision. So it's a safer bet to just be idle. But that's going to be detrimental to you in the long run. But most people are scared to play it forward. So they stay in that one little safe idle zone. I don't know what I want to do when I graduate from school I'm tired of this job and I don't know what else I want to do 
And people will say this type of stuff for years and years and years. Years after you graduate, you still haven't decided what you wanted to do in life. You haven't decided what direction you want to go in. Making a decision is a very difficult thing, but it's a very important thing. Because the thing is, man, when you say to yourself that I'm going to do X, Y, Z, that's a godlike power. Because it's the power of creation. You've decided to create. You decided to take action. You decided to make something happen. You decided to put a new energy into the universe. I don't want to sound like a metaphysicist, but this is some real deep stuff when you have a decision or when you make a decision. That's one of the most powerful things you can do. Because the thing is, right now, we live in a very lazy culture. Everything is instant. We get instant everything. Everything is microwave. We live in a microwave culture. And also, we live in an internet culture where you don't really have to make too many decisions. You can just get online and do everything. And everything is basically taken care of for you. The basic necessities. Like you can pay your bills online. You can order food online. You can do everything online so you don't have to make too many big decisions. But the thing is that creates a, a, a mentality of laziness. And laziness is the seed of failure. That's why it's important you got to get out the house. The internet is a great thing. But the thing is, we do the internet dating. That's lazy hustling. And I, I'm, I'm not a big advocate of inter- internet dating because internet dating to me doesn't count. People have Twitter relationships now. When I get emails or I get calls from guys saying, hey man, I'm dating this girl. We're having problems. I'm like, how long y'all been dating? Well, we're technically, we ain't never seen each other. We've been talking back and forth on Twitter. Don't email me with that. That don't even count. You haven't even made a decision with this young lady. You're just in an idle situation. You haven't even made the decision to hook up with this person in the flesh. So it's not even a serious entity. And that's the mindset we have right now. I've gotten several emails from cats like that who have these internet relationships. A lot of internet simping going on. That's idleness. You're not doing anything. You're in limbo. You got to get out of that mentality. And the internet has kind of created that. And I'm not trying to say the internet is bad. But we should not allow the internet to make us lazy. That's why I like to do lectures in person. I get offers all the time from different companies to do online lectures. I don't like doing online lectures. I do my Ustream show. To me, that, that could be an online lecture. I do that at my crib. I don't like doing online lectures. I like to be in the flesh with the people because that's where you can make a a bigger impact you get to feel people's energy and people get out the house and they get to interact with other people and that's what the game is about the game is about being social that's the definition of relationships and game it's about socializing so that's why I like to be in a social setting and that's why y'all need to get up out the house as much as you can especially to come see me down in Miami to spit some hot fire But like I said, laziness is the seed of failure. Because when you get too comfortable. And the thing is, a lot of people with their decision making, instead of making a a decision, they kind of go along to get along. That's why a lot of people want to get a good job, because when you have a good job, you don't have to really think you have somebody doing the thinking for you. 
See, the thing is, it's more difficult to be a boss than to be an employee. It's more difficult to sit in an office than to dig a ditch. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people like to do the ditch digging, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shitting on the ditch diggers out there or the labor workers out there because that's needed. There's honor in that. I'm not shitting on that whatsoever. But the thing is, a ditch digging job is really physical work. Your mind isn't really being utilized. Everything is a physical thing. And the the physical thing, you can go on and on and on until your, your body breaks down. The physical thing is really easy when you look at it. The The hard thing is being a boss, making those decisions. And a lot of people don't have the wherewithal to be a boss like that. But you want to play the cost to be the boss. You want to act like a boss, but you don't want to take on the boss characteristics. But that's what you need to do to be a boss. You have to be decisive. Decisiveness is very important. And the thing is, like I said, a lot of people will just go along with their friends, peers, and their bosses instead of making decisions for themselves. You have to understand also that the smallest decision you make, small decisions can totally change your life. It's very important to make decisions because even if you make a a, a slight decision or a small decision, it has the possibility of upgrading your life or changing your life for the better. Like when I started getting into the book game, that was a fluke almost. And I've talked about this on the show before. When I started writing my books, I just did it on a whim because I was doing all types of other stuff. But one day I decided I need to write a book talking about my dating techniques just on a whim. I didn't really have any book writing experience. But when I made that decision, that totally changed my life into another direction for the positive. That's just one example. Also, when I was a kid, when I was um, 17 years old, I was living in Birmingham, Alabama, and I hated Birmingham, Alabama. It was just boring as hell. Extremely boring. I was losing my mind with boredom out there. Nothing was really popping. I had banged all the fine women in the city. Sometimes you just drain the resources out of a city when it comes to the dating game. But I digress as far as that. But again, I'm, I'm living in Birmingham, Alabama. So you know what? I said I made a decision to get a one way ticket to Los Angeles. Didn't care what was going to happen when I got here. I just made that decision that I'm going to bounce. And that decision changed my life for the better because I didn't even give myself an option to have another decision. My decision was to get out of Birmingham and go as far as possible. Go to Los Angeles. One of the best decisions I made in my life. And a lot of people are scared to make decisions like that because they're they're like, what's going to happen to me when I get there? What am I going to do? What's going to go on? How will I survive? And those are very valid thoughts to have. Those are very, very valid thoughts to have. And I'm not telling anybody to make a dangerous decision. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just giving you examples of how I got down. By no means, I don't want you guys to go pawn your jewelry and hop on a plane ticket to uh, hop on a plane to New York and then your ass get out there and freeze to death because of me. Your path might be a little different. 
But the, the point is, it's all about making a decision. I made a decision that I felt would work for me, and it turned out it did work for me. And there are decisions you can make that work for you, but you just have to decide. You just have to make those decisions. Sitting up, getting high, getting drunk, bullshitting with your friends, that's not going to cut it. Letting your mama take care of you, that's not going to cut it. You need to make a decision. And even in history, I'm a, I'm a big fan of history. And one of the great stories that I, I admire was one of the stories of the Moor, the Moors who went into Spain. Some of the Moors generals, when they went into Spain, they made a decision that they were going to take over that land or die. When they got over to Spain, some of them, they burned their ships. So they didn't have the option to go back home. They didn't have the option to retreat. They made themselves firm on their decision to take over Spain or the Iberian Peninsula, as it was called at that time. And I admire that story. That, that shows strength. That shows dedication. And I can draw from that. But the thing is, it's very important that you make a decision because decisiveness puts you in control. See, when you, are in a, when you are an indecisive person, things just happen to you. Things happen to you that's out of your control. You allow things to happen to you that's out of your control. You become a victim, so to speak. You have the victim mentality. But the thing is, when you're decisive, things don't happen to you. Because see, indecisive, things happen to you. But when you're decisive, things happen for you. And things happen for you because you make them happen. And the thing is, all of this ties into the dating game. It all ties into the ga- the dating game. Because the thing is, the one thing, fellas, let me talk directly to the fellas. Because I'm, I'm making this universal for men and women. But let me talk directly to the fellas right now about being decisive and the power of decisiveness. The thing is, fellas, man, the one thing that women hate more than anything and this is in the top three of things that women hate but the the one thing that women hate in a man the one characteristic that women can't stand in a man is a man who is indecisive ask women about this fellas that's a big turn off for women women do not like a man who's indecisive because the thing is a man Men are supposed to be leaders. What makes a leader? What makes a person a leader is a person who has a track record of making quality decisions. This is what makes us want to follow them. Because we see that they know what direction they want to go in. So we want to follow the leader. We want to follow them in the right direction. Because they know how to decide correctly. That's all a leader is. Somebody who makes strategic thorough decisions a person who has a track record of making good decisions and the thing is indecisive men they've abandoned their manhood roles when they became when they become indecisive when you become indecisive you become shit feminized you know how guys sometimes women are like hey I want to go on a date what do you want to do and the guys are like well I don't know what you want to do That's the worst thing you can do when you deal with a woman, especially when you first meet her. 
What you wanna do? I don't know what you wanna do. Anything you wanna do is all right with me. That yes dear mentality, that go along to get along, trying to let the woman be in control of the game. Women don't like to be in control, even if they try to wrestle control. That doesn't mean they want to be in control, fellas. See, a lot of fellas think that. There's some women who feel like they need to control dudes because if they control them, they feel like the men won't leave them. That's a whole different dynamic. But generally, women don't like to control the situation even when they try to wrestle control. You see, women try to wrestle control just to see if they can do it. When women try to get control of a situation with men, usually it's them testing you to see if they can get away with doing that. They're waiting on you to say, wait a minute, no, 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 don't do that, I got this. That's what a lot of them are waiting on. Now you do have women, like I said, who are control freaks and who want to control the situation, but these women are dysfunctional. That's a dysfunction in women. These are women that have been messed over in the past, women who've been touched as a child, something happened to him so that's a dysfunction but a woman in her natural normal mindset can respect a man who can take control of a situation and lead her correctly and that's all about the way you make your decisions because you always have to make decisions especially like I said when you when you meet a woman because you have to show a woman that you are the alpha male that's what that's all about and also remember that decisions will shape your life your decisions will shape who you are when you make a decision that is the most powerful thing you can do when you make a decision fellas you control the game when you make a decision you shape your life and you are the driver of your life I don't want to sound like no new age type of dude but this is real game on some real hustle tip because people look at me and they say well you travel all the time as a matter of fact I'm going to Hawaii in a couple of days I'll be out there I'm going to be doing some writing and people say well how do you get to travel so much you, every other month you going somewhere I make a decision to go it's that simple I decide to go I'm telling you people what I live I'm not saying some shit that I'm not living I do whatever I want to do because I decide to do what I want to do I make a decision to do so it's really that simple. When you start making decisions to do what you want to do, people, I promise you that will happen. you got to live up to your potential. There's some great people out there. I, when I do my lectures, I meet you players. I meet you young ladies. And a lot of you guys are very talented. You, you have sharp minds. Your game is on point. And you just have to make a decision to utilize all of your personal attributes to your benefit. My daddy, you're my man I think it's time you understand So just make me happy if you can Without it, there's no love. It's true no matter what you try. Yes, yes, y'all. He don't stop. He can't stop. He won't stop. We used to be there rapping on the block. It was like hip hop would never stop. But then we.
Let that ride out. Now let that ride out. That's a jam right there. That's KRS one. That's just like that. Hold on, let me let me bump that a little bit more. Just like that, I speak into the air and just like that, just like that, just like that. Oh, that's a hot one. That's a hot one. I got to get KRS one on the show. I love KRS one. That's his new joint. That's produced by Mad Lion. That's just like that. Get that new single by the homie KRS one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mac Lessons Radio Show. Welcome to another exciting episode. My name, as you should know, is Mr. Tariq Elite. Also, let me get into some, some game today. Let me get into today's topic. What I'm going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about hustle habits. That is the topic of today's show. Hustle habits, goddammit. Getting into the habit of being a good hustler or having good hustles. And the thing is, when, when people talk about habits, people usually think of a habit as something negative. And people usually take on negative habits. They take on the habit of using drugs, the habit of shooting up drugs, the habit of smoking, the habit of drinking, the habit of eating too much, the habit of tricking is a real, that's a habit. Tricking is a habit. You have habitual tricks out here. But the thing is, a lot of people take on habits that are not constructive. So there's nothing wrong with the habit as long as the habit is constructive. So you take on a hustle habit, a habit that's going to benefit you, a habit that's going to bring something to the table, a habit that is constructive. Now, the first step of, of getting into the hustle habit, the habit of being a hustler, picking up hustle characteristics. Number one, just got to be honest. Your hustle always has to come from an honest place. That's number one, because the thing is, when you're doing something you ain't supposed to be doing, you don't want to get into the habit of that. And that happens a lot with a lot of people. People get into the habit of doing some dysfunctional shit and that's just a road to disaster. Because the thing is, man, there's a freedom in being honest and a freedom to being true to yourself. To be a hustler is to be free. That's the tenets of being a real hustler. You're free. There's a freedom. There's no constraints. There's really nobody over your, on, over your shoulder. You're doing what you do and it's coming from a very honest place and you can let your hair down and you can thrive with that hustle when you're doing it in a dishonest place there's always an insecurity there even on a subconscious level and on a subconscious level you will make dumb mistakes if you know it's coming from a, a negative place because it's just a subconscious thing that goes on but the thing is man people have to be honest with their hustle and true to themselves because so much time and money and energy is wasted on fronting trying to be something that you're not and that's not a hustler when you're trying to be something you're not that's not a hustler black folks have that bad 
Black folks, we're the kings and queens of flossing. We floss like a motherfucker. Flossing, acting like we got more than what we have, acting like we're something that we're not. We got a very bad habit of that. We spend too much time and money on that. So much time is wasted on clubbing, flossy ass clothes that we shouldn't really be buying yet. Just flossing, flossing, jewelry, flossing, everything flossing, and we're not handling real business. We're not handling our real hustle business. Because hustling and flossing is not the same thing. And the thing is, when you're doing something you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to lay low. And flossing and dirty hustling is a dangerous mix because there's a lot of people out here dirty hustling, which I call scams. They're scam artists. And they're flossing with a dirty hustle and it's not coming from a real place and then you're setting yourself up for failure. This is why a lot of cats go to jail. This is why a lot of cats get caught up on some bullshit. Somebody emailed me earlier. They were asking me to talk about the um, Black Mafia family organization with Big Meech and all that. They, they, people have been wanting me to do a show about that for the longest, but there's nothing to talk about. Those guys were flossing. They were hustling, doing their thing, but they went overboard. They didn't know how to lay low, and they got caught out there. The Black Mafia family, there's books about the guys, Big Meech, and there's songs about the guys, but they made grave mistakes. These guys were flossing way too hard for the activity they were in. They were putting up billboards around Atlanta. You don't do that when you do, when you know you're doing some shit you ain't supposed to be doing. You, ain't, you don't floss like that. There was recently a, a video on YouTube of some dudes up in Milwaukee. They just got arrested. They just got indicted. These niggas had a rap video of them making cocaine, making crack cocaine in the house. They made a music video out of it and put it on YouTube. And let me, I'm going to play the news clip. There was a news clip in Milwaukee that's circulating around the net. This is the clip. Carol, if you commit a crime and then post a video on YouTube basically bragging about it, you're asking to be arrested. Tonight, an alleged drug ring had their wish granted. Drugs, money, and bling. Law enforcement sources tell us the cast of this YouTube video are some of the same people named in a federal indictment. And the stars, L. Boog and E.Z., are known to the feds as Earl Williams and Larry Hooker. This particular gang was unified and engaged in this conspiracy. Okay, so that's it. I don't want to play the whole clip, but that just goes to show how these fools are dirty hustling, not respecting the game, and doing too much flossing. And you got to lay low with that, man. You can't do... That's not being a real hustler. That's a real bad habit to get into. And black folks got to get off that flossing habit. That flossing, the habit of flossing, is going to be at your detriment. Y'all got to cut that out. Now, in a related story, there was a, um, a male prostitution ring that popped off. And um, there was a, a video posted on YouTube connected with that. This is it right here. Trust without it, there's no love. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. I digress. I'm joking. I'm bullshitting. Right, let me put my Mac and music back on. But like I said, man. We got to stop the flossing. That's the number one thing. You got to stop flossing because that's going to be to your detriment. Now, the, the second habit of being a hustler, because flossing, you're creating a bunch of liabilities. You're throwing your money out there when you're 
floss, you're really throwing your money out there. You're buying dumb shit. You're just spending, spending, spending your money on bullshit. And black folks, that's another thing with black folks. Black people spend $3 trillion a year. Black people throw money away. $3 trillion. You know what? More money circulates in the black American community than the whole country of Russia. You, You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of wealth that goes through the black community, but black folks are in the habit of spending, throwing the shit away. You don't know how to save that shit. You don't know how to accumulate assets. The minute we get something, we want to floss with it. We throw it away. Trick it off, drink it off, smoke it off, party it off. Black folks, we got to get into the habit of sitting our asses down and saving some paper and stacking some paper and getting some assets. Assets, that's just something that's going to make more money for you get something that's gonna make more money and it could be anything it could be something small it could be something major it could be a, uh, a a business something small let me let me give you an example today i have people come by my house to clean my carpet a carpet cleaner is an asset get you a carpet cleaning machine that is an asset that's gonna make you money over and over again that's a good investment it's not that expensive a lawnmower that's an investment. You get a lawnmower like when I was a kid. How many of y'all, when you were kids, you don't see it too much these days. But back in the day, back in the 80s, how many of us would get that lawnmower and start walking up and down the street with that bitch with a bucket of gas and knock on doors? Ma'am, would you like your grass cut? I used to, that was my little hustle as a kid. I was a grass cutting son of a bitch as a kid. Made me a little money like that. That was the hustle back then when I lived in Alabama. Now, here you got the Mexican cats. They take it to another level. They got a whole truck of shit, and they do a great job. But the thing is, that's just giving an example of a live, of, a, of an asset. You get an asset, and you can keep making money with that asset. And I've talked about this before. It doesn't have to be a, a tangible asset. It can be a skill. That's your asset. You invest in a skill. Being a barber, you have a skill. You know how to work out correctly. Let's say, nigga, you were in the pen. <laughs> you were locked down. They had you on lockdown for three, four years. When you were in jail, you probably learned how to lift weights, nigga. Get out that motherfucker and become a personal trainer. Use that knowledge and start getting everybody else swole. That's an asset. Your knowledge is an asset. You're a good cook. Some of y'all females out here, y'all cook your asses off. You Instead of sitting up getting fat, eating up all the shit, Get you a catering service going on. Get you a building and make you some fucking buffalo wings. That's an asset. Your knowledge, your skill. That's an asset. And the thing is, man, you got to get into the habit of expanding your knowledge. Because in order to get specialized knowledge, you have to expand your knowledge and see what piques your interest. That's why you got to read, people. All good hustlers read. Being a good hustler, you got to get it, get into the habit of reading. Dumb hustlers don't read. That's why they get caught up in the game. A real good hustler is a good reader. All the real good hustlers I know, these dudes are well versed in different books. And the thing is, man, you just get into the I'm I'm into the habit of reading. It's almost second nature. I have books all around the house. People always ask me, well, Tariq, what's the latest book you read? Dude, I read books every single day, so it's not like, what's the latest book? I read books all the time. 
everywhere in my house, there's a number of books. In all my bathrooms in my home, there's books by the toilet, there's books by my desk, there's books by my bed, there's books by my, my couch. There's books everywhere. I'll crack one of them bitches open anytime. When I go to the barbershop, I read. Anytime I get a chance to sit down somewhere for a few minutes, I read. That's a habit. So people, you got to get into habits like that. Now also, man, when you want to get into the habit of being a good hustler, man, always go out of your, your way to... to Bring quality game to the plate. Be a quality hustler. Make your hustles top quality. Just don't do no half-ass shit for the paper. A good hustler, man, they take pride in whatever they're hustling about. And they know if you take pride in what you do, the paper's gonna come eventually. Don't be the kind of cat that's, that's just doing whatever just to make a quick buck. Because people can see that and people are not going to want to do business with you. The best hustles are by word of mouth. When people can speak highly of you and refer you. Those are the best hustlers. When people can refer what you do. Because the best hustlers don't have to advertise their shit. Their work speaks for itself. And you got to get into the habit of letting your work speak for itself. You know, people who always... Spam, because you see this on the internet a lot. People always like, hey, hire me, deal with me, do business with me, do business with me, please do business with me. When they're begging for business, they always seem less reputable. And it's just like that with the dating game. When you step to women and you're damn near begging to get with a female, you seem less reputable. Whenever I see people spamming something, that makes me not want to be down with it. If you got to spam your shit, I don't want it. That means it's not reputable. People should come seeking your shit. When we're doing we're doing casting call, well, we're we're done with the filming of um, the new movie, The Eugenist. And when we were doing casting calls, even when we were doing the casting calls in Atlanta, there was this one dude, this one actor, this older white guy. Every time we would put up a casting call, he would send about ten emails every single time. Every casting call, this one dude would send in emails all the time. And I didn't even want to audition the guy because he just seems less reputable because he just kept spamming his information. People who do that, you seem like you don't have your shit right if you have to spam and nag and annoy people in order to check you out. And just like with, with, with people in business, I, I have cats who always call me and contact me for different business ventures. And this one dude in particular, and he's probably listening. This guy sent me an email about this business he had. And he, he sent the website. And I looked at the site and it looked interesting. I was almost interested in it. It looked interesting. I wasn't quite sure what the business was, but I was open to hear what the brother had to say. But the thing is, I noticed when I opened up all my other email accounts, this dude kept sending me emails and he hit me on Twitter about 10 times about the same shit. I immediately got turned off. That shit looked janky and it looked bootleg all of a sudden. All of a sudden, the dude looked less reputable and I'm glad he did that because that showed me the kind of cat he was. You don't do business like that. When you constantly hit people up, hey man, let's check my deal out. Check out what I got going on. Check this out. Hey man, check this out. Let me let me explain something to y'all. And this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about right right here. 
to be a good hustler. And this is the most important thing. And I really want y'all to feel me on this because this will translate not only from business, this will translate to the, the way you deal with women. Remember, this will not only translate through business, this applies to the way you deal with females and relationships and the whole nine. And women too. This this will apply to the way you deal with men. But to be a good hustler and to get into the habit of hustling, you have to know the difference between being persistent and being annoying. Let me say that again, ladies and gentlemen. You have to know the difference between being persistent and being annoying. A lot of you don't know the damn difference. I'm going to tell you what the difference is between being persistent and being annoying. Because I have a lot of cats, they do shit when they try to get with women. They call women, they bug women. I say, hey man, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't call and bug women and call them 20 times a day. Then they'll come back to me and say some shit like, well, come on, man, shit. Persistent pays off, man. You got to be persistent. You got to be persistent, man. Ain't nothing wrong with being persistent, man. That's the sign of a good hustler. That ain't persistence. That's being annoying. And just like business, if you're calling somebody 20 times a day, hey, listen to my demo. Hey, can you hire me? Please, can you hire me? Hey, can you do business with me? Please, I'm struggling. I need you to do business with me. That's not being persistent. That's being annoying. And the difference is between being persistent and annoying, when you're persistent, you have something to offer the other person. Being persistent is when you have something to actually bring to the table to help the other party. Being annoying is when you're begging for help. You're asking somebody to give you something without seemingly anything in return. And that is the difference. When you contact somebody or when you deal with somebody or you do business or when you're trying to get with a female, you always have to have in the back of your mind or in the forefront or you have to let them know in some way that you're bringing something beneficial to them. When you don't do that, your ass is annoying. When you step to a business, you say, hey, look, my name is John Doe. I have some ideas that's going to increase your profit margin by at least 20%. You should listen to what I have to say. When you come at them like that, they'll fuck with you because they see something in it for them. Most people say, hey, look, I'm struggling. I got a car note. My baby mama about to have another baby. This child support is killing me. Can you please help me out and hire me? You're annoying. And just like with dating and relationships, when you step to a female and you're like, hey, I ain't had no pussy in five years. You so fine. I would just do anything. You beautiful. I need you in my life. I eat pussy all day. When you step to women like that, you're annoying. But when you step to them with persistence, like, look, I know you're going through what you're going through, but I got some good conversation. I'm about to upgrade you if you fuck with me. I got some real good information. I got some real good game that you need to hear. You need to step to me because um, you fuck with a winner. You're going to be a winner. And I'm a winner and you need to see what I got to offer. When you step to them with that type of confidence and you show them that you can upgrade them and bring some game to the table, that makes you persistent and that makes them want to get down with you. They can respect persistence. Nobody respects annoying. 
And that is the difference between being a hustler, a good hustler, and a buster. So get into good hustle habits, ladies and gentlemen. Get into the habits of positive, constructive hustles. Get some assets going on. Get some knowledge going on. Step your game up. Let people know you can bring stuff to the table when you do business with them. And you're going to be all right. Please get into the habit. Return of the M-A-C-C-C. Return of the Mac. Come on. Return of the Mac. Once again. Return of the Mac. I do. Because you know that I'll be back. Yeah. Uh-huh. come the brand new, new in your ear. This uh-huh. feel like the nominated song of the year. Yeah. 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 Feeling dumb good up in here. Because I'm representing for my whole hood up in here. Where? But I'm not about to get ghetto, though. Mingling with some women feeling incredible. And I'm trying to bag a chick from a centerfold. And I'm trying to burn bread like it's finna be toast. Finally up in the game and they feeling me coach. Yeah. I'm first class flying, I ain't finna be coach. Yeah, it's a celebration that never end. Tell a friend, girl, a Mac is back. Baby, I am back. Return of a damn Mac. What's going on, everybody? This is Tarika Lee. Welcome to my show, the Mac Lessons Radio Show. I am back. I was on vacation for a week. So let's let's get started. Everybody, grab your pens and paper because I'm going to need you to write some of these down and I want you to post them on your refrigerator so you can bubble-late with them throughout the year and keep these new game resolutions. Now, resolution number one, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to need to do for 2012 you got to get your money right, so you got to get some assets or an asset. That's rule number one. That's resolution number one. Everybody out there, you should get an asset because of the way the finances are going in the country. You need to have something that makes money for you that you are in control of. Having just a job that just won't cut it. If you want to be on top of your game, you need an asset or assets, plural. You need something that's going to bring you paper. You need to invest in something that's going to keep making money for you. And I've talked about this before, but we need this more than ever. And it can be anything. It can be something big, something small. You can open a restaurant. You can start a t-shirt shop. You can invest in a dog walking business, something. It can be something very simple as long as it accumulates a certain level of money. Because the money, the way you get your paper, your finances, has a lot to do with the quality of your game. It has a lot to do with the quality of your confidence. A lot of people who are their own bosses have a certain level of confidence. And again, I'm not telling you to quit your job that you have now, especially if you have a pretty decent job. But have an asset in conjunction with that job. There's nothing better than to have something else go along with the paycheck that you're already getting. You got one paycheck, you got another check coming in based on your own asset. That never hurts. And then when you get to the point where you don't even need that paycheck because your assets are your paycheck, they're paying for everything you need. That's the name of the game. So definitely get an asset or assets so you can get your money right and depend on yourself. Because that's what confidence is. Confidence is really depending on yourself. Not having anybody tell you what to do. Alright? Now, resolution number two, ladies and gentlemen. For 2012. Resolution two, you're going to have to start doing brand new things. Going to new places. Do things that you have not done before. You have to open up your mind. You have to open up your horizons. And this really... 
help your game when you're dealing with women. And I talked about this in the book, The Elite Way. When you go to different spots, you meet different types of women and they have different types of energy that you can vibe with. Different cities have different energy. So you need to make it a point to go to different places to travel more. Get up out of your neighborhood. Get off your block. When you are stuck on your block, that turns you into a damn hater. The biggest haters are niggas who ain't never been nowhere. The biggest haters are broads who are stuck in the same bullshit situation. Because hater energy is really frustration. And if you find yourself hating on people, you're really frustrated. That's because you ain't never been nowhere. All the people that I know who travel around a lot are the least haters. I never see them sitting around talking about this person ain't shit, this person needs this, this. You don't see people who travel get down like that. You know why? Because they're too busy handling business. They ain't thinking about that dusty motherfucker on the block. They ain't thinking about that raggedy hood rat at the beauty salon that you don't like. Ladies. So you got to get your travel on so you don't get a certain level of frustration that turns you into a hater. Alright? And that brings us to resolution number three. 2012, we're going to charge all the losers to the game. We're not going to have losers in our circle. You understand? All these whining, complaining niggas, charge them. Ladies, all your hard luck, bad man having women that you've been hanging around, charge that broad to the game. Stop messing with them. Stop hanging around them because all they do is feed off your energy. And they look for you to enable their negative behavior. We got to leave the losers alone. The losers will drain you. If there's any unproductive people in your circle, you're going to leave them at the gate in 2012. And that goes for family members. Because those are some of the biggest losers and haters sometimes. Sometimes your family will try to shit on you more than a nigga in the streets. Your family will hate on you more than a a chick at the club. If you got a hating ass cousin that's always trying to talk you out of doing something progressive, charge that nigga. You ain't got to see him at the family reunion. Don't go if that's the case. If you got a little hating ass auntie making slick comments, charge her ass. You ain't got to deal with her. Anybody in your family too, they can be charged. Don't think a family member can't be charged. We're leaving haters alone for 2012. Now that brings us to number four. What we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, take responsibility for everything in your life. You understand that? 2012, you take responsibility. Right now, we live in a society and a culture where it's cool to blame everybody for everything. I can't get ahead because of this nigga at my job. My family has held me back. These women keep doing me wrong. These niggas keep doing me wrong. My parents raised me fucked up. Everything is everybody else's fault. Even blaming well, white folks are holding me back from my... All that. If they doing that, it's your fault still. If they're doing all that to you, it's your fault. If racism holding you back, you know what? It's still your fault. Because the thing is, if you're depending on white folks for, for your goals to be met, it's your fault for depending on them. There's no excuses. You can hustle around all that shit being a person of color you have to hustle harder but that what that makes us who we are that makes us thorough 
being a person of color, you have to hustle harder. You have to be thorough. See, black folks, we don't get no passes. We don't get by by being mediocre or average or half-ass. See, white folks can do some half-ass average shit. And, and no, no disrespect to my white listeners. I got a lot of white listeners. But you know you guys can do some halfway, half-baked shit and get put on by it. We, black folks, we just don't have that luxury, not with the world and with each other. Like a, a white singer can sing average and shit, sell a million records. A white rapper can rap average and sell a million records. A white actress can be an average actress and win a damn Oscar. Un- hell, shit. A white chick don't even have to act and be on TV and be a multimillionaire. Shout out to the Kardashians. So you get that pass of white privilege and a white uh, um, privileged society. But black folks, we don't get that luxury. Not even with each other. You can't, if you are a black entertainer, black anything, if you try to do something, you gotta be good. Black folks will call you out, other people will call you out for not being good. We don't get the average pass. And that's just a fact of life. And that's a cool thing. I don't mind being thorough. If somebody else gets props for some half ass shit, all right, let it, so be it. I like being a thorough dude. I like having my game tight, being on top of my shit, being an expert in my field. That's cool in the game with me. Have no problem with that. And if the white cat gets on before I do, I know the truth. I know my shit is still quality. I know my shit is still still thorough. And people, you got to think like that. You got to know your worth. You got to know how thorough you are and just stay thorough and don't worry about what the next cat is doing. Don't let nobody else think they can hold you back there's always a way to hustle around all the bullshit get your hustle on and take responsibility for anything that happens you put yourself on and i did a whole show about that if you can't get women fellas that's your fault for not stepping your game up all you got to do is get your mouthpiece chris learn you some game educate yourself and that brings us to number five number five the resolution expand your vocabulary educate yourself black folks especially you gotta start reading books and I thank everybody for reading all my books like The Art of Mackin which is at Amazon which is um, The Mac Within Player Be Played The Elite Way which is mandatory reading for all of you guys and girls out there you need to go to Amazon.com and get The Elite Way but read something 2012 you need to be a regular reader because that's going to help you expand your vocabulary you know because we need to expand our vocabulary so we won't be walking around talking shit like this. What if your child get ammonia for a pair of shoes? So you won't be running around here talking about some damn ammonia. You understand what I'm saying? It's 2012. We shouldn't be running around here talking about your child is going to get ammonia. This ain't 1902. This ain't 1863 where it was illegal for black folks to read. The books are out there. Find something that piques your interest and read that shit. Black folks, you got to start reading more. We got to get our read on. We got to expand our vocabulary. All that dumb nigga shit talking, slurring, mumbling. That is not the business. You got to learn how to articulate yourself. Talk like you got some damn sense. We can't be behind with the game like this. Now that takes us to number five. Well, I said number five. My bad. That was number five. Number five was educating yourself. It takes us last but not least to number six. I got ahead of myself, ladies and gentlemen. 
But number six, and this is the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, that this is the most important resolution that we need to have going into 2012. And I'm talking to the brothers in in particular, but men, you got to stop letting your ego get in the way of your game. 2012, put your ego on the shelf so it will not trip you up in the game. The most negative detrimental thing to anybody's game is their ego being in the way. Ego has destroyed a many men. The thing is, and I've said this a million times, there's a lot of dudes out there when it comes to learning game. They always have this thing where I don't need to learn anything. I don't need a relationship book. I don't need a dating coach. I don't need a game advisor. I got all the game in the fucking world. All of that stuff should be common sense. Haven't you heard that before? Especially when you try to lace somebody with something. I keep hearing about all this common sense and all this game that these niggas have, but I keep seeing these same niggas get caught up every damn week. Every week I see niggas getting caught up with shit that's just ridiculous. Kobe Bryant. Kobe damn Bryant is getting a divorce. Kobe's one of these hard-headed, egotistical dudes. Probably one of these dudes, you try to tell him something, he won't listen. Thinks thinks he know everything. And this is indicative of a lot of brothers out here. Now, Kobe's getting a divorce. This nigga got married without a prenup. He's going to have to give this chick between $50 million and $75 million. So these dudes out here, and this is not unusual. This happens with Tiger. All these people, all these athletes, all these dudes are having to pay millions upon millions to these average-ass broads out here. And all you have to do is use common sense, put your ego to the side and say, hey, I need to learn something here. Somebody needs to lace me with something so I won't make the wrong decision. A lot of these dudes, you're giving your money to people who ain't really got no hellified game. I could see if they were getting fleeced by women who were really slick and very intelligently conniving with their game but these niggas are getting fleeced by video models common sense would tell a nigga who's sitting on a hundred million dollars to get a prenup these niggas are not using common sense so I hate when people try to use the common sense argument when it comes to having game and all that old shit nobody's using common sense niggas are tricking their money off like crazy niggas are getting set up by women dudes are getting robbed dudes are getting drugged into court over BS and all you have to do is check your ego and say hey what if this person flips the script on me that's all you have to say to yourself but the thing is the ego has you thinking I'm so fly no one would ever flip the script on me I'm great everybody tells me I'm great that's going to be your downfall fellas if you start thinking like that believing your own bullshit you're going to fall off you can always be flipped on. No one's immune to being flipped on. I don't give a damn what these females tell you. They'll tell you, these females will tell you how fly you are. You're the greatest nigga ever. Oh, your dick is the greatest. Oh, you so fly. Ain't no other man like you. And you sit up and y'all listen to that and then y'all get married. These chicks wait 10 years and divorce your ass knowing that waiting 10 years, they can get alimony for life. And then they throw you under the bus. 
fellas, you're going to have to start checking your ego and start opening your, opening yourself up so you can learn some games. Stop talking about what you don't need to learn. That's been it, ladies and gentlemen, for today's episode of the Mac Lessons Radio Show. My name is Mr. Tariq Elite. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tariq Nasheed. Um, follow me on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tariq Nasheed. Uh, or go to Facebook and type in Tariq Elite Fan and like that page. And you guys can chop up game with me. And don't forget to go to maclessons.com and get all the pay-per-view specials. And check me out on Ustream TV. I think I might do a Ustream show Wednesday night. Holler.